0: me scooby you already know
1: and today we have two special guests with us um phoenix and crip
2: hello how's it going guys
1: and we're going to be talking about transportation today um also thanks for coming on the show i really appreciate
3: Hi. it
4: our pleasure Thank thanks you for having us, having us. <laughs>
1: All right, well, let's get straight into it. Um, so what is your primary mode of transportation?
2: Uh, I'll take that, because for us right now, uh, we both have the same car, and right now, yeah, it's just a vehicle. We don't have uh, any
3: public transportation really available to us, just a car. Mm-hmm. We're, um, I don't know if we mentioned, but we're from Raleigh, North Carolina, and we don't necessarily drive by choice, but there's not really much else. Um, there's not even, like, sidewalks (laughs) where we're at in suburban Raleigh, so even if you did want to walk or ride bikes, there's no bike
4: lanes either.
1: Um, so so we recently took a trip to see you guys, and I did notice there's some sidewalks, way more than here, like, and I really appreciate that, that there's at least some sidewalks.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. like even even in your complex versus ours is like there's a lot more place for people to walk versus yeah. like here like not that there isn't but it's just limited compared to you guys's place. It's almost like a sliding scale for how
2: much sidewalk you have going from
0: north to south. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're all from New
4: York, and so in New York, sidewalks everywhere, mm-hmm. nonstop to the point where they're so janky
2: that you you know you fall. Uh, but then you go down to North Carolina, it's like that middle ground And then When we were there in Georgia, yeah, you're right, it does remind me a lot more of like rural Pennsylvania than Beaville. Also, no sidewalks, just highways everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. And if there are,
3: like, sometimes the sidewalks will cut out. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll, you'll be walking and then you try to cross the street and it's just no like, more. where am I going? <laughs> no more sidewalk
4: that mm-hmm.
1: yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Like, it's just kind of like... For me, how I feel, it's like the roads are prioritize for cars not for people you know which I don't think that's right
2: when you think about how much more space that consumes one side that's what New York is so great about in terms of being condensed mm-hmm. there's actually a lot of foot traffic within like the sidewalks available and that's why you have so much more I guess area or more stuff packed together in a very small area because comparing New York to Raleigh and Georgia there's a lot more people there but, you know, significantly more side sidewalks and a lot more just resources.
3: Right. There's almost an inconvenience to have a car.
2: Mm-hmm. Whereas
3: yeah. here
4: you're kinda
2: of
3: mm-hmm. forced into have
2: that. <laughs> like like you said, it's just one sidewalk would take up how much space and people could just use it versus how many lanes they put on the roads. Right. How much area that really consumes.
1: Yeah, and even I was thinking like the mixed use that you see in New York probably contributes to how there's sidewalks you know because you can easily walk to a grocery store or a bar if you want to but here yeah. if you want to do any of that you have to go in a car
4: yeah
0: and that kind of strips away the novelty of something like a bar because then you can't really let loose
1: yeah because then you have to drive or I guess you could take a cab but or
0: you could just be an ass and still drive anyway no you can't (laughs) but that's (laughs) hella illegal and wrong Um, but that's also kind of like a a side question to that that question that you asked about primary transportation if um, the viewers haven't or the viewers, the listeners haven't picked up (laughs) uh, we go way back from when we were all in New York so like uh, what was the primary transportation over there? Like, I know from the four of us, one of us at least had a license. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think we somewhat alluded to it before, but we had no car before this. It was never a necessity. I think I wanted to buy a car at some point while we were living in New York. And the more I thought about it, the expenses, and honestly, just the inconvenience of it, it, it didn't make any financial sense or just... like like you said all the the convenient things about being able to take public transportation or walk i can get completely smacked at a bar and then still make it home okay without having to worry about where i'm parking or if i should have my keys on me or not
4: yeah
2: yeah i think for us primary definitely took a complete 180 when we came here because i didn't i bought a car literally to come here and i didn't even have a register when we had it delivered here
3: the only times i ever really drove in new york was like uber Mm -hmm. from somewhere that i couldn't take public transportation from or didn't want to take it alone um for safety reasons but that's pretty much the only time Mm.
2: for me I will say growing up with a car because my family did have one that's why I I did have a license for the longest time I was used to it it was always to get to very far away places to do very heavy shopping so like we lived in New York but culturally uh, I have a South Asian family and they loved to shop uh, in a specific part of town that had you know, their natural cuisine and everything located in Queens. Taking public transportation there is very, very difficult, especially with the volume of groceries you're buying when it comes to five people.
4: Yeah. And I
2: think there, it was very different in terms of you kind of did need a car at that time. And so depending on whether you're really transporting a family or an individual, I think that's where you start to see the transition in terms of necessity for an individual vehicle versus public. Transportation.
1: A big... Um, it also made me think about like car sharing. Yeah. Uh, like carpooling. You... No, not yeah, carpooling, car. like you can rent a car for like a few hours. I forget yeah. what like the car like Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Uber's
4: doing it in New York
1: now. Yeah, I feel like that's a good alternative also, like, for people that are in the city that can't afford a car. Like, they can just rent it for a few hours and then like how you said, like, go do grocery shopping, and that's a good alter- alternative, too. I think it does need to be more widely available, though. I think the accessibility
2: is, right now, not where it needs to be in order to make it effective. Because I agree, if if things like zip were more readily available, I think they would be more used, especially if it was more affordable. Oh, People understood the actual pros versus the cons, because I remember I had a Zipcar subscription for a year, I totally forgot not that i ever used it because you know new york and mta but, mm-hmm. oh yeah that, i think that would be a good alternative
3: but i don't think that it's, it's a little supported. expensive right now
0: like to do that constantly though yeah i think and low-key like this is like my my marketing mind at work but it there's like a market for that because like you could just literally make it tears, like, do you want a luxury car? I know there's, like, a bunch of SoundCloud rappers that would love to rent a zip car for a day to start in it for a music video. Yeah. And that's already, like, if it's a luxury car, you could bump the price and that's it. Like, you're basically getting a royalty from that music video off of a one-time purchase, and then you're also kind of can make the case for, like, promotion of the zip car stuff and the music video and then that bumps capital for you so like it's lucrative too if you think about it like that yeah. it
2: could be if gas companies
0: didn't get in the way <laughs> that's I think. true unfortunately not to sound like a like a skeptic or conspiracy
2: theorist but i think it's pretty obvious that car companies have a significant hand in the white
0: house's pocket <laughs> what did i say <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah what did i say <laughs> <laughs> to the point where like they, they know car companies want to
4: sell as many cars as possible which means they need to you know have people need it, which yeah. means the government was never going to support an industry where people can actually share a vehicle. I mean,
2: they were in New York specifically they were not allowing Uber for the longest time to even exist because they had to privatize the privatized cab companies and they wanted the monopoly over all of it. I, I didn't
3: said, even You're know right. it could be a lucrative market. It makes too much sense. It, mean
0: that's <laughs> yeah. exactly right. yeah. it makes too much sense. And now I don't even think you sound like a conspiracy theorist like it's a pretty well-known fact at this point. It's, like, the the worst-kept secret that there's lobbied. People are lobbied in the government. Like, people lobby in the government for position. Like, that's what Citizens United is all about and all that.
1: And also, like, the government gives subsidies to these oil companies and car companies. So, I don't see them giving that to ride shares and biking stuff, you know?
2: that's the thing they don't want to support the industry and I mean I'm, I I just spit some history that I learned a while ago specifically around electric cars but Ford had created an electric car named the EV1 uh, like in the 90s actually this was very long ago the car would go very far like it was in every way an improvement only pro sorry only con was the distance because there weren't charging stations readily available at that time so you couldn't take it on a road trip or anything like that but they were portable they were easily accessible easy to charge and cheaper because of that the gas companies immediately attacked ford and after selling so many of them ford literally recalled the car from everyone that had already purchased it and then scrapped them all Right now, from my understanding, there's only one or two in existence, one in Jay Leno's garage, because he has a huge car Yeah. nationally, but to think about how far we were in terms of electric cars back in the 90s, and now where we are, is because of the gas companies having a significant share and hold over political
3: agendas. Even now, think of how often you see those like um, electric charging stations, not that not that common you know, There's like, Teslas everywhere these You have
1: to charge it all It also makes me think about like, um, I saw this documentary about New York, and basically they were talking about how, um, the, like the streetcars and stuff, they got defunded and like ripped out because of the car companies, like basically lobbying, like, oh no, we want roads and stuff. So that's why public transportation in New York at that time, I think it was like the 40s or something, at that time it was like getting less, less public transportation and more uh, privatization of mobility, so like private car and stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) Total opposite now.
4: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: But yeah, um. On that note, what, what is you guys' overall opinion about cars? Like, List your pros and cons about it. I
3: feel like the, the first thing that comes to mind is expensive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, like maintenance in general, gas, insurance.
0: Like, Keeping these clean. These are <laughs>
3: that we never had to worry about when we didn't have a car. You know, Of course, you need a MetroCard in New York. You need a way to
0: pay for your rides, but it was much cheaper, I would say. Yeah. Which is insane to say that as a native New Yorker because we always (laughs) complain about it. Yeah.
1: I remember, like, we just didn't know how
0: good we had it, man.
1: When we were in New York and we had to buy the monthly Metro cards, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is too expensive. Let's just get a car. (laughs) Thinking, like, oh, it's going to be cheaper. Yeah. No, it's not.
2: The waste is what you spend, like, $1,200 a year on some public transportation you pay like what $1,200 a month for it, like all your cars stuff maybe yeah. you know, and
3: the thing shuts down I don't have to fix it <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah.
4: but I think that I guess I'm, my opinion of cars is, is somewhere in like the middle of like
2: there's it, a supply and demand for it I think that depending on where you live there's a significant demand where, whatever you do you're always paying for convenience like, yeah. the car is a convenient alternative to everything else and then, you the further side you get, more of a necessity it becomes. But I think there's also, like, a cultural value to it. Like, at some point, like, everyone has their, their baby, and that's that car. Mm-hmm. Everyone
3: wants the fenced house, the yeah. car, the family, like, like...
2: The status quo, you know, mm-hmm. the nuclear family. And so, I think cars, to some point, are necessary.
3: But at the same time, I can see how I've been marketed to think that.
1: Yeah, that's true. We yeah. don't need any
3: of them
2: as we think. mm Mm -hmm. yeah more like like people who have um multiple like multiple cars at
1: that point is a collector Mm -hmm. i wish i had that type of money yeah (laughs) 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 to just collect cars but um i was gonna say something about that um i forgot never mind (laughs) Yeah, yeah maybe
0: i guess you you brought up like convenience being a pro um, is there anything else you could think of that could be like a pro to having a car I mean freedom as long as I can remember being a child like I wanted to have my
2: own car so I could go with it or wherever the hell I wanted wherever the hell I like needed And there, there's that level of I, I want to say safety but at the same time it could be one or the other because you could just deal with one like you could be a fantastic driver and just deal with some other driver that's just off their shit right. and at that point yeah. like what you can do about it but if you drive safe like there's a moment it's like a feeling of you know tranquility versus if you're on public transportation all i ever do the entire time is put headphones in and try to not make eye contact <laughs> with a crazy guy in the corner so there's like <laughs> there's a level of
0: security and mental health that's also associated with having a car in my opinion especially during the pandemic you definitely mm. want to be in a bus, like, trapped, like, sardines with a ton of people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And in New York, that's not what you want to do first thing in the morning. On your way to school or work, it's just... deal (laughs) with A packed bus. Yeah. Which is crazy that you bring up safety, too, because, like, it's a thought I frequently have. And I think it's maybe because, like, I had to somewhat witness my dad do that, but... Like, if something, God forbid, were to happen with our home, like, with our apartment, where we would have to leave, like, I always feel like the car is a safety net. Like, I'm not going to live out of it, but that's always an option. Like, it'll hold me yeah. down. It's it's not much, but it is a shelter.
1: Mm, but you could get a ticket for living in your car, too.
0: Of course, but, like, it's yours. That's yours. Yeah.
1: Um, I just wanted to go back to something that Crip was saying. I think you were talking about how, like, cars are marketed and maybe that's how, why you feel the way you do. Um, and I think that that's true. Like, cars are marketed like, oh, you're going to have freedom and you're going to be the the coolest guy and all this other stuff. You're going to get all the girls, and you know, like, yeah. stuff like that. And, like, people believe it. Well, Dude.
0: lately, you're contributing to the greener environment.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it's called greenwashing.
4: Yeah.
1: Like, there there was a commercial where this guy was, like, cleaning up stuff from the shores with his truck. And I'm just like, um, but you're still polluting because of the fucking. Of the gas and stuff. Yeah. Like, it just uh, it doesn't make sense. It's just. Companies trying to seem like they're good for the environment when they're really not. Like, especially a car company. Come on.
3: Okay. We have fuel-efficient hybrid cars and,
1: mm-hmm. you
3: know, great for the ozone layer. And even, like,
1: electric cars. Like, if you're charging it in a station where that uses, like, uh, CO2 instead of, like, renewable energy
2: solar energy or something.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, you're still polluting. And also, um, you're causing, you're still causing traffic because you're still a whole big car in the road. And usually, like, people that drive, like, for us, it's always two people in the car, but... Sometimes like, it's just one. Yeah. And a Sometimes huge just- truck that wastes so much gas and stuff. And also, um, you were talking about, like, freedom of cars. And I saw a side-by-side on Reddit (laughs) of, like, comparing a car to a bike and how having a bike is more freeing. Because if you think about it, you're not paying the car off, well, the bike, you're not paying the bike off, you're not paying for insurance for the bike, um... Like, a bunch of stuff. I I don't really remember off the top of my head right now. But, yeah, if you think about it, it's kind of more freeing not having a car because then you don't have all of those responsibilities. But you also, I guess, are more free to go a farther distance or, yeah, like, road trips and stuff, you know?
2: You literally just, like, tapped into my next thought, which was, I was just in Munich Germany for a week and over there like more than walking the biggest thing is biking everywhere uh-huh. there are specific bike lanes everywhere so they've enabled that kind of transportation but like every single person you see is more likely to have bikes to work than to have driven or done anything else so walk or bike and that's like the main thing I think that's because they built the city around that level of transportation yeah and so what you're saying is true I think that it, it it's U.S. centric the, the way that cars are handled here. Because yeah. it's focused completely on monetary value that you'll obtain from that. Because if you look at the same exact Toyota Corolla designed in 2010 here in the U.S. and compare it to the opposite European like sister or brother car, you'll find that the gas mileage is also completely different. But the U.S. car's average gas mileage is typically around like what? 35 miles to the gallon below. And if you go to the europe most of the cars back then the same exact cars were tweaked and modified to have upwards of 46 to 70 miles per gallon like it's a complete different design than the cars themselves based on where you are and the impact that it actually has on the environment and how much gas you spend because if you
1: make cars that use more gas the gas companies get more money Mhm, and it's funny because in europe um i'm pretty sure the gas prices are like way more expensive well, yeah, than like, here. Like, they've always been like that, like basically. Like, 6 to $8 or something compared to here, which is, like, right now, 4 to 5 where we're, we're at right now.
0: Yeah, like, when, when the, the whole gas situation blew up here, like, I saw people on Reddit clowning Americans because they were like, that's chump change. Like, that's yeah. what you guys cry about? So, that's crazy to think.
1: But it's true, like, the u.s is built around cars you know like we have so much highway a bunch of lanes on the highway and there's a bunch of um urban sprawls too and like suburbs that are a result of like these highways being built and all everybody having a car so it's just like Honestly, for me, I don't see a way going backwards because it's just, like, everybody has a car. That's just American culture at this point.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say it's ingrained in the culture. It's like Mm -hmm. the gun debate, but that's another topic. (laughs) Yeah. So I digress.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, like, it's just... I, I can see, like, cities being more inclined to, like, maybe banning cars within, like, the downtown and just having, like walkable cities. But even then I feel like it's just everything is just so controversial, like no one agrees with anyone. It's just hard to get anything done, you know?
3: Right. Everything is politicized and
1: Yeah.
3: One thing I was gonna say, um, when you guys brought up car sharing is that the bike sharing model is working pretty well in a lot of places. But mm-hmm. you have like the bikes or the scooters yeah. that are just owned
4: by the city or the city bikes or the private companies
3: and you can rent them and some of those lanes could be used as bike lanes mm-hmm. and they're like making dedicated bike lanes for that type of thing i think if they started doing more of that like we can cut out the negative stuff later like um getting more cars off the road but if they start making positive changes maybe people will start leaning that way and finding an alternatives, doing yeah. it on their own yeah
1: Absolutely. I don't know. I don't really have a lot of faith in people, but
4: <laughs>
1: we'll see.
2: No, no I guess mean, again, this is one of those ideas that makes too much sense right. for the government.
4: You probably try to. Yeah, they they probably like done like it successfully. 50 years <laughs> before we... yeah. but, I mean, what are... I love my car, but at the same time, like,
2: where I am in North Carolina, public transportation isn't a viable solution. I don't know about you guys, but what would you say?
1: How do, you, how do you guys feel about like public transportation so I I looked up um the public transportation in Raleigh and it's way better than how it is here where we live so Which is crazy. <laughs> tell do me you...
2: about it I haven't actually looked it up we haven't yeah. used it yet we haven't it looked at a pamphlet
1: to be honest like
2: what have you
1: seen it's not as good as New York obviously but like they do have buses that go downtown stuff. The only thing is that instead of like like I, I compared it like biking, uh cars and and then just the buses. So the car it would take from where you guys live to go downtown. It takes like maybe twenty to thirty minutes, if I'm remembering correctly.
3: You're saying to downtown? Yeah. <coughs> that's pretty much driving too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Downtown.
1: That's what I mean. Like driving over there. That's how much it is. But on the bus, it's like an hour and a half, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah. But I hope the you're
2: thing. Not <laughs> <laughs> I hope you plan your
1: whole day around that. Yeah. The thing about it. And also, it though, my bad. But also, biking is like similar to just taking the bus, so it's. I don't know. Is it rude? Yeah. But but then also, I saw that it, like in the directions it said, oh, but you're gonna have to cross. Someone's private property, so just beware. So,
4: I don't
1: know, I don't know about that.
2: Why are you on my land? Google Maps told me to.
0: (laughs) The thing about that, though, that's crazy, though, is that at least it's there,
1: yeah, like it's not,
0: there's not even an option. All we have
1: is a trolley that takes you from downtown to the shopping center on the weekends, and it ends at 8 (laughs) p.m.
3: So I can't That's get not... jiggy with that. <laughs> In New York, you can be out of like crazy ungodly yeah. hours and get a train. There's
2: but... so many trains I miss on my way to work. And I still made it on someone on time. You don't get the 806. You get the 809.
3: You yeah. get the 811. Like what? Three minutes yeah. mm-hmm. apart. Mhm.
0: And then like if you're like if you're like early morning, after like a, a a night at the bar or whatever, then the worst you gotta deal with is that the trains run local. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: so, or the crazies. Or the that, crazies. That'd be out.
0: <laughs> but it's it's pretty efficient, like, all things considered. When you compare it to here.
1: <laughs> which is non-existent. Yeah. Um, but what do you guys think can improve um transportation, like, in general, like, cars and mass transit? What do you think would help improve that?
2: I think immediately to what you just said, that, like what all of you have just said, in terms of the frequency, in terms of availability of public transportation, it shouldn't be that the trolley only shows up on the weekend to take you into the city. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like I was just thinking about when you said that. Is that because because it's not like staffed
1: enough? Is that like is well, we not in, like Ohio? the downtown of where we live in Noonan. Yeah, like
0: it isn't. It isn't really going. Not out, like Atlanta.
1: downtown Atlanta. Yeah. I think there's one bus that does take us, it can take us to downtown, but... it doesn't
0: go to downtown. I think it only goes as far as Union City.
1: I don't know about that. I thought it went downtown, but I'm not sure. But also, like, you have to drive 20 minutes to the bus stop. Like, at that point, like, who's going to just drive to the bus stop? Unless it's, like, you're driving your kid to take the bus, and then you're going to go to work or something. it doesn't make sense to drive 20 minutes when you could just get on the highway and in 30 minutes or so you're downtown you know like it just doesn't make sense one
3: oh you had a before. oh one thing i was going to say to improve um public transportation is just to like have a more expansive network because the thing that works really well in new york is that you can take a train from anywhere to anywhere, pretty much. You might have to take, like, three or four <laughs> to get somewhere extra far, but one thing they can work on is just, you know, moving into more rural areas or where people don't have, you know, access to currently. And part of what you were saying, the demand um, for buses is just not – that big down here because most people do have cars so like it's not just um you know shortly staffed and stuff it's just people don't really i'm sure people do but they don't have as much as voice voices
2: that's true but i think it goes also back to like the conversation we had about what's actually like supported because if we think about that that road that all four of us drove from our apartment down to um the, the main town when we took that main highway, they were like, at least, what, eight lanes, four on each side going in both directions, and not a
4: single bike lane. Yeah. Not even, like, we didn't see a single bus the
2: entire time you guys were here. That's true, then, actually. It's because it's not enabled. You need to set up public transportation for success in order for people to actually use it. Because if the bus is always a grimy mess that's never on time, why would I even put my faith in that? I'd rather save up for a car because I know that's reliable. I think reliability is a huge thing that public transportation can improve on. I think New York in general, yeah, we complain about it, but it could be worse. You no, know, definitely. Um, I think it could be worse compared to some of the places that we've been.
3: Here people are, like, camped at the bus stop yeah. for hours, just Dying
2: in hydration something.
4: and heat yeah. stroke. Yeah.
1: It's true, like, more people would actually use transportation, public transportation, if it was as good if not better, than a car, you know? And I wanted to say also, like, um, compared to Europe and those countries, our transportation system, even New York's transportation system, is subpar because, like, I, I forget the numbers, but basically per resident, they have, like, way more um Rails and stuff than in New York, which I thought was just kind of crazy because, like, New York you would think is like top tier, <laughs> yep. but like, compared to Europe, it's not. Yeah, those bullet trains
2: and go super fast I remember and... taking the subway in Munich, and it was like actually a nice experience. Also, I totally got on there for free by accident, but <laughs> they're bigger ass for the tickets, so <laughs> they're more focused on making sure that transportation is available than they are on taking my money, yeah. and that is a huge, stark contrast to the U.S.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a big one. One thing I was just, um to, to go back real quick, where I was saying how we should expand the network of how far we can get on public transportation, in New York there's also something called the Metro North that does go into like more rural areas and
0: yeah. upstate where it's not just city yeah, so they could have something like that in addition to regular yeah, buses yeah yeah like the Absolutely. thing the thing, do it. Yeah. the thing that was cool about New York with the metro north is that it was more than one railway I believe like there was mm-hmm. one that you could go on like Fordham and then there was another one I don't know if it was the same one but you could get on like in Harlem
3: you could even go to Connecticut
2: Oh, yeah, dude. it's on the New Jersey Transit. It's all intertwined with Amtrak.
4: Yeah.
1: Which, good thing that you brought up Amtrak. Um, I wanted to talk about that. Have you guys ridden that before?
2: I have a few times, yeah. Same,
1: yeah. What's your opinion on it?
3: Um, similar to, like, if you guys have done the Greyhound or those buses where it's, it's another thing that can take you farther than a regular public bus. And it was fast. That's what I really liked. For kind me, of more convenient. Almost felt like a plane type vibe, but on a train. I think it's the startings
2: of that. I think if you're going from the right station to the right stop, that's exactly what it feels like. Mm. But for me, sometimes when I try to reach you from a rural Pennsylvania, like northwest Pennsylvania, Amtrak took longer than driving, even though it moved so much faster. But the other issue is it's so expensive. I'd rather buy a plane ticket yeah. to you than I would buy an Amtrak ticket, even though Amtrak should be more, um, I don't know, set up to like actually take me to where I want. It's always like you have to go to here, to here, to here, in order to get to where you want, and then mm-hmm. jump how many, how many trains. It's comfortable when you're on there. Yeah, I, I do enjoy the ride, but it's way too expensive. It's not as expensive a network as it should be. And in addition to that, I feel like for what I'm paying, I don't feel as safe as I should. Because I feel like I hear more about Amtrak's going off the rail every other week. Maybe I'm exaggerating. <laughs> than I hear about anything else with like a car or a plane. I mean, okay, car cars are definitely way more dangerous, but Amtrak compared to a plane, I feel like
3: it's a good in theory, not in practice. There's stuff they still have to yeah. fix about it, yeah, for it to be worth it least,
1: Yeah, especially honestly. how expensive it, it is. Like I was looking up tickets to go to New York and like to go to Raleigh and it's just ridiculous it, it's more than a plane ticket
4: mm-hmm.
1: so like for that I'll just take the plane anyone with, anyone with a mind <laughs> would just take a plane yeah. cause it's cheaper and it's quicker yeah you but, save
0: on time you save yeah. on
1: but the good thing is no
3: traffic <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: that's about it um, I I was reading a post again on Reddit <laughs> and this guy was basically just saying how um, compared to Europe because you know we gotta compare ourselves to Europe always <laughs> but um, yeah compared to Europe like the Amtrak is like medieval basically and it's just slow from what he said he said it was slow Um, It takes longer than it should, and it's way too expensive.
2: Medieval's, like, the perfect
4: word.
0: (laughs) 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 It's nuts, because, like, that was once considered, like, a great thing about, like, the growth of civilization. They need to
1: expand on it and improve, because, like, what if I want to go to Cali? I I
0: doubt it even goes to Cali, you know? I was just
1: about to (laughs) say. I mean,
0: the railroads that are available
2: to us, I also don't know very much about this, so completely correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel
3: like the railroads that are available for commercial travel are very different than the railroads available for supply chain.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's true.
2: What they built the railroads for during, like, the Industrial Revolution, it was focused on not transporting, again, I might be wrong, but not people, but
1: cargo. That's true. But then, like, the railroads that transport, um, I don't know, whatever, materials or whatever, why can't people use those, too? Because there's one that passes by, right?
2: Money going on the rain,
1: so we got to get
0: the people out of the way so I can
4: make more cash. Oh, that's true, that's true. Because
0: I was about to say, like, it feels like such a crazy breakthrough of an invention. Yeah, um... It feels like people just gave up on it so fast at the same time. Uh,
1: Not people. You know who gave up on it? The government. And they started subsidizing cars and highways and stuff. That's what happened. So, yeah. Corporations make them more money, so... Yep. That's what it is. So, anyways, um... Do you understand the harmful effects that the privatization of mobility poses
2: i think that for most of the conversation i think we've all alluded to it already
4: but yeah, yeah I think it, it makes i think the biggest issue is that innovation is not possible when there's privatization over it because there's always an
2: ulterior motive and it's always going to be financially based and i think when it comes to like the privatization of that you can see it happen in a lot of things like insurance companies and whatnot. but there's always an an agenda and it's not always in the best interest of the people it's in the best interest of those private organizations
1: it also makes me think about like people that can't afford cars and they're stuck with going into debt because where they live probably doesn't have like a public transportation system so they have to get a car and go into debt and then pay that off and then like it's just so easy for someone to become homeless at that point you know
5: and and not only that to add i could speak to this for sure but it's hard for people to get a car loan nowadays even like Mm. Eh, I don't
1: think so It is. I know that you work in that but literally when we got our car I was working at 5 below which is a minimum wage job I had my permit and they gave us a car loan
5: but you have to think your credit was decent like there's people that their credit is either trash or like non-existent literally because they came to the country the other day and for those people it's very difficult for them to get a car loan and then they get stuck like albeit like where I work means well because they're trying to like help people that don't have that disadvantage but the interest rates are high and we know that like as a company we're just trying to get their foot in the door and we always encourage them to get like better rates elsewhere when they can but that's also an issue in and of itself like not everybody gets the loan because we have denied people before and we're like pretty lenient when it comes to giving people credit so there is that caveat to it as well
3: Interesting, you also think about when we mentioned areas and how important that is. If you're in New York and you can't, if you don't have access to a car, it's not a big deal. If you're here, it's like devastating, yeah, yeah.
4: You impact
3: so much more, it just depends on the area. But people wouldn't be willing to move just for that,
4: though.
2: I'm also, like, kind of, yeah, Scooby, you were saying that it's almost like. Okay,
5: it's easier to give car loans out. No, Sorry. I was saying I was saying it can be very difficult. Mm. Like it's of course the incentive for like the dealerships is always going to be to help them get it cuz that's money in their pocket at the end of the day, but sometimes there's banks that they just don't want to play ball cuz they don't want to take the risk. Thing about it is that it's it seems like the dealer the from what I've gathered in my experience is that dealerships they don't care whether the person can pay or not because they make money off the deal anyway. But the banks, they're the ones taking the risk. Because at the end of the day, they're loaning from somewhere else too, probably, you know, to make that deal work. So they need to be reimbursed or indemnified for their, for their, um, what's whatchamacallit, their, like, their risk. financial risk. Yeah, so it's much easier if a client pays their their money and their their car and their loan off versus having to go through a repo process having to auction maybe not getting as much back on your return so that's where all that factors in and that's where credit plays a role essentially and that's where it's like again my company kind of their mission statement is helping people like that might not have another chance elsewhere or they don't have credit because they just got here or or their children for example starting out their their first credit life and it's difficult for them to do because how do you gauge that you know what I mean Um, and yeah like again to the point of like like what um, uh, Phoenix was saying about sometimes people don't have a choice depending on where you are like the amount of people that are facing repossession that I encounter on a daily basis that live in places like Chicago or like cities or even PA and they tell me to stick it where the sun don't shine when I tell them what it takes to get their car back after repo versus a woman I'll never forget in here in Georgia literally begging me for any kind of alternative because she's like I need this car to live that's like speaks volumes to the whole and hey, I don't need that car anyway like versus if you take this away you're literally give like
1: taking away my
5: livelihood yeah you're throwing me out to the wolves like it's, mm-hmm. certain, it's certain death for me at this point with, when it comes to my livelihood and it sounds dramatic but it is that like you are literally cutting a right arm off of somebody if they don't have mm-hmm. their car in certain places
1: and also like people that don't have cars they have less opportunities like job opportunities for example or like what school they get to go to um, because they're not able to drive or there's no public transportation that can take them to the city or something. you know what I mean. Yes. So it just mm-hmm. it sucks all around.
2: <laughs> Do you think there are any alternative forms of mobility? Or like are there any other way to handle it?
1: I mean, we talked about it earlier, um, you know, just like trying to expand how Phoenix said expand, the public transportation system make dedicated lanes for buses and bikes and, and things like that
5: yeah like improve on what we already have basically and just we
1: don't have them though
5: no no, no but like <laughs> there's the concepts so like yeah
1: mm-hmm.
5: just improve on that and invest more and
1: expand give a
5: damn about it not just oh yeah whatever they want to hear like
1: yeah, and uh, trains. I feel like the trains are the most important things. Like, and and also like streetcars and stuff like that. I feel like those are the most important things because they have their own line. It's not like they're gonna be met with traffic. So, make those quicker, more efficient, and yeah. make it so that people want to actually use that instead of their car. You know, because like everyone is just using their car because. That's the quickest way to get to from A to B. <laughs> <Podcasting. Get> it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that's the quickest way to get to point A to B. And um, that's why everybody just chooses a car. But what if the train was quicker? More people would be using the train and buses and stuff, you know? Absolutely feel like some
3: places are reluctant because it would require like some infrastructure changes like building sidewalks or you know setting dedicated bike lanes or whatever
4: but i mean i'm sure many taxpayers would happily do that you Mm -hmm.
1: know
3: like it's not always about
1: and also like biden he approved like a bunch of money for um infrastructure and all I've been seeing is road work I haven't been seeing anything else you know
3: bigger
1: highways and more cars instead of like investing in trains and buses and things like that you know that could easily
2: happen if you wanted to and I think that's the biggest thing like if you have an idea and this is again where politics tends to bottleneck every type of progress like that our country can make is where if you want something to succeed like it will succeed if you actually want it to there's a difference between saying something and actually doing something about it if the entire government is saying that yeah we're, we're going to look into renewable energy mm-hmm. and all of it but are doing very little to promote it or actually you know make it you know tangible or digestible for the public. And no one's ever going to jump on that bandwagon. And I think you guys have already said it. Like, alternative ways of... Alternative forms of, like, private mobility are kind of the things that we've already discussed today. Uh, You know, car sharing, bikes, scooters, all the stuff we've already said. Yeah. But, again, if you want it to succeed, you need to actually invest the time and money into it. And I don't think that our leadership currently is doing any of that. And so... I think the best way is just to
1: actually you know
3: try that, that could be a good and vote for the
2: right
1: policy makers yeah, yes exactly
2: 100%. and you mm-hmm.
5: know
2: just get out there and vote mm-hmm it's Years
5: true God, it's like... and actually pay attention to like to what they say and not just like how they look or whatever
1: like actually research who you're voting yeah. for
5: policies right. and all that yeah like
1: don't vote
3: democrat because you or a Republican,
1: because that's what you're used to, like, read about people. Yeah, exactly. Well, I have one last question, but I feel like it will be kind of repetitive. So we can just recap. I'll ask the question, but we can also just recap, if anything. Um, do you see any other alternatives to cars as a form of mobility?
4: Yeah, I think we
2: we pretty much will cover that in the our last thing and I think everyone pretty much said the same thing I think we all agree we just have to try harder
4: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. like what we have is a good starting point it's a springboard but we, we can absolutely you know invest more time and
4: money into it make sure that we're like electing the correct officials to actually care and that
2: there's dedicated innovation behind these alternatives Versus continuously throwing everything at fossil fuels and, you know, no, privatizing just... and mass production of vehicles that essentially are could be obsolete if we had
4: those alternatives.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and we gotta take a note from European countries and what they're doing, and also Japan. I think, I think maybe China too. Like how they're doing public transportation and like take note of that try to do something similar here
5: yeah because I feel like the issue too is that a lot of people it's the same again I hate to say it but it's the same conversation with guns and like other little things that, that our country is kind of divided about but it's like when we say we want something to happen it's not At least me, this is how I feel. I can't speak for everybody, but, like, I'm not saying completely replace it. I'm not saying, oh, nobody could own a car anymore or blah. Just let's have that, too. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be just that. Like, there's places... New York, for example, has an underground metro. Like, places in Europe have that, too. It doesn't have to be like that all the time. It's In fact, it'd be better if every kind of transit was probably underground because then there'd be more for people to share and be out in the open and walk overground. So, like, that's all that. And, like, I, I say that's all we're asking for like that, but <laughs> I know, like, that's a lot of money and that's a lot of time and effort, but...
1: I feel like the more we wait on things and the we try to decide... Get. No, like, the more expensive it's going to get. Yeah. if people can spend
3: money on um, going to freaking moon and mars uh-huh, and you can exactly. spend money on fixing what we have here
2: exactly i think it's prioritization of what is important mm-hmm. for us right now that is the issue we're spending so much money
3: in all the wrong places that we're exactly. innovating in the worst ways which
2: is perpetually throwing money at a problem when we're not actually thinking about all the other issues that are going on that
5: we're not giving a crap about which will eventually come back and bite us in the but it's um,
4: true
5: crazy i had that same point in the last episode where like we shouldn't be throwing money at everything like money is not going to solve everything it's like it's it's a supplement to help something but it's also like i'm gonna put the example of like when you have the cold like yeah the doctor's gonna prescribe you medicine but that's only part of the solution It's not but
1: it's a necessary evil i feel like the money part yeah you but that's what i'm saying to- like Money is, the best. money is the step after you know what you're going to do with it exactly you Bro, have to,
2: you have you to have, give a crap first you have to give a crap and you Dude. need to actually know what you're going to do with that money so that's why the investment comes after the objective when you know what you actually want to do that's when you put money on it when we have these organizations coming out here and doing cool things like ride sharing and whatnot they have to fight tooth and nails to actually make it legitimate and they're actually not like they, they have to always combat the status quo so if we're not setting them up for success, they will fail. Like that's just how it works. Mm-hmm. So you invest that money and put it to good use. I'm not saying money buys happiness or solves anything, but if you know what you're gonna do with it, it can be part of the solution. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, we can do from defunding certain other things that I'll talk about in another podcast. <laughs> Next <Monday>. week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And be another class, but. <laughs>
5: But, yeah,
1: well, I guess that's it for today. Thank you guys for joining us. Special thanks to to Phoenix and Crip. Thank you so much. <laughs> really appreciate it.
5: Definitely won't be the last time we call on y'all so yeah <laughs> be be on the on the lookout for the bad signal.
4: <laughs> Sounds good. Make sure everyone likes and subscribes down below. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. So this has been um.
5: We was in point A. Now we at point B. Exactly. <laughs> Fini. The end.
1: A to B. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time.
4: Bye.
5: Bye bye. Thanks everyone. Next time. The closing door, please.